I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The arrival of fifth-generation mobile phone services has quickly made 4G passe, and everyone wants to be on board the latest and fastest telecom service. Overnight, handsets incapable of receiving 5G signals have become dead bricks. Not that they are useless, but no one wants them anymore. Companies, distribution channels, and retail channels are now stuck with huge inventories of 4G phones. The Economic Times quotes Prashir Singh, a senior research analyst at Counterpoint Research, as saying that the current inventory levels of 4G handsets is higher than the average market inventory, with nine to ten weeks worth of stock left untouched. 5G phone market share has already crossed 50%, and it is still rising. According to Nokia, adoption will speed up in the second half of 2023. and india will likely have 150 million 5g subscribers by 2024 4g handsets comprise 80% of mobile phones sold last year that has fallen to 45% now smartphone manufacturers are aggressively slashing prices by 2000 or 3000 rupees in a race to clear inventory before the much awaited festive season begins in august manish khatri partner at mahesh telecom told ET that the company is finding it hard to sell older models with low RAM and storage. Some companies have stopped stocking 4G phones altogether. The disruption is similar to when Reliance Jio launched its 4G service. It was a game changer for the Indian market. In one fell swoop, it messed up the balance sheets of several companies. Take Micromax for instance. It was India's top mobile phone maker, dethroning Samsung in 2014. But the arrival of 4G and affordable 4G capable handsets from Chinese players such as Oppo, Vivo, OnePlus, Xiaomi was too much for Micromax. Its 19% share of the market in 2014 plummeted to a mere 0.5% in 2019. According to Business Today, the company was valued at 21,000 crore rupees in 2015, but today it's worth less than 1,500 crore rupees. What ties today's scenario to Micromax's from back then is that the company was left with a huge inventory of 3G smartphones across its supply chain. It was unable to sell its older models in a market that had moved on to 4G. Per an article by Mint published in 2018, the inventory, which was meant for just 60 to 75 days, got extended to 365 days. Intex, an electronic manufacturing company, was another casualty that felt the blow with the launch of 4G. According to ET, its net profit decreased by 17% in 2016-2017 when 4G swept the landscape. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you read yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Farheen Khan, and before we move on to the main segment, our very own Rajneel Kamath, co-founder of the Signal, and Roshni Nair, the executive editor, have some exciting news for you. Hey there, I'm Roshni, and I am Rajneel. We are just going to take 30 seconds of your time to tell you about our brand new podcast Tectonic Shift. Think all things tech. 
that's what this weekly podcast is going to be about. And it's not just about tech, but the way tech is going to change our foreseeable future. I, for one, am really excited, Rajneel. How about you? Super excited. And I hope that all our listeners are too. Tectonic Shift launches this Saturday. Stay tuned to The Signal and follow us on social media for more details. And here's the deep dive for 13th June, 2023. Russia has a rupee problem. In fact, one that is growing by the day. Allow me to explain. You know, after Russia attacked Ukraine, Western countries led by the US imposed financial sanctions on the country. They even froze its central bank's dollar reserves. The idea was to choke off ways of making money so that it will not be able to fund the war. But here's the thing. Russia is a big oil producer and India is a big oil importer. India found an opportunity to reduce its oil import bill because Russia was willing to sell crude at a discount. But unfortunately, the billing could not be done in US dollars because of the sanctions and the international oil trade is largely invoiced in USD. In fact, we've talked about this in greater detail in our June 6th episode for India's rising oil trade with Russia. Click on the link in show notes to check it out. But anyway, now India offered to pay Russia in its own currency, the rupee, and Russia, which hardly had a choice, accepted. Within months of the beginning of the war, Russia became India's biggest oil supplier. Not only oil, India also buys a lot of weapons from Russia. Orders worth about $10 billion are in the pipeline currently. The oil payments have not yet started in INR because New Delhi has been buying at more than $60 per barrel, which is the minimum price set for Russian oil under the sanctions regime. Those purchases can be settled in other currencies. So this meant Russia began to accumulate Indian rupees. The pile is worth $2 billion so far, and it continues to grow. The problem is the INR is not much used to anyone outside the country. Moscow is unable to spend it to buy goods from India because they do not meet its quality specifications. So it has been asking New Delhi to settle the account in the currency of some other country. Interestingly, the nation that was willing to accept INR was Iran. Iran proposed that it will buy Indian goods using Russia's rupee stock and settle with Moscow later by supplying it with its own goods, say aircraft spares. But India does not want that. It would be a diplomatic minefield. After all, Iran is also under US sanctions. And it's not just that. Iran is blacklisted under the FATF or the Financial Action Task Force, which is an intergovernmental body tasked with tracking dirty money. Incidentally, the FATF suspended Russia in February and is under pressure from Ukraine to blacklist it. That will make it even more difficult for New Delhi to do business with Moscow as it has ruled out settling the accounts in UAE dirhams, which was considered as an option. The other currency open to be used is the Chinese yuan. Now, we don't need to tell you why India will never agree to that. So, that leaves Russia with the option of investing its rupee reserves in India itself. New Delhi will be quite happy as Moscow will then invest in government securities and Indian infrastructure projects. A report in the Hindu business line quoting an unnamed government official said, Russian companies could even set up operations in India. After all, the money has to be spent somewhere productively. 
If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Dinesh Narayanan and Akshaya, edited by Dinesh Narayanan, produced by Manaswini, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 